This episode of Grow Getters is brought to you by the Grow Getters Growth Hacks newsletter. Subscribe at growgetterspodcast.com for your monthly fix of hands-on hacks for business babes. Hey guys, you're listening to Grow Getters, the future skills podcast for smart women in business. Every Wednesday, we drop a brand new episode that covers the latest trends, tools, and tips to make sure your business or career is future ready. And why do we do this? Because we want to see you smash it in what you're born to do. You're chatting with one half of the Grow Getters team, Tiffany Hart. Today, I'm flying solo as my absolutely brilliant pod wife, Tanya Gama, gave birth to her second baby boy early last month, nearly one month ago today. Wow, time flies. So for the next few episodes, you're going to have to listen to me. Sorry about that. (laughs) In today's episode, I'm going to talk about what the F is Lean Startup. You might have heard the term thrown around in business meetings, referring to the startup methodology that's changing the way companies are built and how new products are launched. The fact is that most startups fail, but most of these failures are preventable. According to Eric Ries, the godfather of the Lean Startup, today we're going to deep dive into the ins and outs of Lean Startup. I cover the five key methods that you'll need to adopt to get started on your Lean Startup journey. Plus, at the end, I will share four awesome tools you can use to optimize your workflow to make it easier to get started today. But before I get stuck into it, as always, I want to give you a little bit of inspo this week to get your juices flowing. This is our what have you read, watched or listened to that's inspired you this week section. This week, I binge watched a six episode docuseries on Netflix called The Goop Lab, and oh my God, it was insightful. To take a step back, Goop is a wellness and lifestyle brand founded by actress Gwyneth Paltrow back in 2008. She started the company with a simple weekly email newsletter, and over the last 12 years, it's become a health and wellness ecosystem, fashion, furniture, and even beauty brand. I'll add a link to the company in the show notes also. But onto The Goop Lab. It debuted on Netflix on January 24, and it focuses on different alternative health topics. They explore the use of psychedelic drugs in guided therapy sessions, cold therapy from the famous Wim Hof. I'll add a link to his work also in the show notes because I'm a big fan. Different types of anti-aging treatments. One episode asks, can you be a medium and shows you ways to get started being one? And most importantly, it deep dives into the topic of female sexuality and ways to take pleasure into your own hands, so to say. (laughs) It didn't receive a good rating on Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb. And yes, critics all over the world poo-pooed Gwyneth for being some celebrity turned health guru, giving out misleading information. But you know what? There is merit to discovering new ways to look after yourself, to heal yourself and to love yourself. So if you're interested in any of these topics, then you need to check out that episode in the series. You can choose just one out of the six. Um, It's really interesting. All right, let's get started on Lean Startup. Have you heard of it? What is it really? Lean Startup is a methodology, or for some, a way of life. As I mentioned before, Eric Ries coined the term alongside Steve Blank about 10 years ago. Eric wrote a book called The Lean Startup, which has now become a Bible for startup founders and business executives around the world. Founding a startup is an attractive thing to do these days, but actually creating something that someone is really willing to pay for is another story. There's no consensus on what are the best strategies for companies to maintain growth. 
some managers or business owners randomly try out different solutions to see what works and which alongside it create as many failures or successes. So true or false? If you only have determination, brilliance, great timing, and above all, a kick-ass product, you will achieve fame and fortune with your company. All right, another one. Ideas are precious and you need to protect them and not share them until you've created something out of them. What do you think? Sorry to say, but both those statements are false. People generally hesitate to share their ideas in public, even amongst their friends and family. There is a niggling fear that someone can steal your idea. But you know what? It takes so much effort to bring an idea to life. An individual idea is just not that great unless you do something about it. As with everything, if you have a strategic master plan or a proven model to follow that's worked for others, the chance of making your product or project success can be significantly increased. This is really because you take a rational and systematic approach to find the best strategy to build and run your business. It's all in the execution and we'll focus on this alone today. A quick disclaimer before we go any further. There are so many business methodologies out there. There is no one size fits all, but if you're looking to build a product or a business and grow it, from someone who's been in the startup game, the Lean Startup is a solid approach to go with. Lean Startup was inspired by the lean manufacturing revolution developed at Toyota. More on that agile, scrum, and other things like this in another episode. The Lean Startup is based on the book by Eric Ries, and it's about learning what your customers really want and learning quickly. It's about continually testing what you think your customers want and adapting based on these results and doing this before you run out of money. Eric Ries said that startup success can be engineered by following the lean startup process, which means it can be learned, which means it can be taught. Here are five things you need to know to get your lean startup game on. Number one, the build, measure, learn feedback loop. Planning and forecasting are only useful when your operations have been rather stable and where the business you're working in is quite static. Startups and new businesses, SMEs, don't have any of these two things, unfortunately. Planning several months ahead and releasing a product only after thousands of hours perfecting every little piece is a high-risk business. What if you build something that nobody wants and, geez, something that nobody wants to pay for? Where to from there? Too much planning makes the process rigid and risky. Too much gung-ho, cowboy style, shoot from the hip, chaotic, just freaking do it is also risky. The middle way is the only way if you want to build a business. Designing short, build, measure, learn feedback loops will help you figure out exactly what your customers need and therefore you will know what to build first. The aim is to build something that people are willing to pay for. It's about killing your darlings and removing everything that doesn't make sense to build or do right now. So let's take the build, measure, learn framework. We start with understanding what we want to learn first. Write up a hypothesis that you want to test. Here are a few examples from very well-known companies and guess who they are. People are willing to assemble their own furniture at home. Ikea. People are willing to pay a monthly subscription to stream movies and series from the comfort of their home. Netflix. People are willing to shop online and get groceries delivered to their door. Amazon Fresh. They may sound trivial or even silly, but at the time when these companies were forming these hypotheses, 
They were completely new and never done before business propositions. Number two, everything is an experiment. So right, we need to understand one, what our customers' needs are and two, are they willing to pay for our product? Oh my God, overload, how the heck do we do this? It's all about experiments, don't worry. They need to be run with real and potential customers, these experiments. Actually, customers don't normally know what they want. Neither do we. (laughs) We need to observe the customer and not ask them directly. This is called validated learning. Before you begin, ask yourself, do I even have to build anything at all? An experiment for a product or service can be as simple as setting up a landing page or a Facebook page with a claim that's connected to your hypothesis. Like, uh, product X will help you grow your newsletter signups by 5,000%. And use good old Google AdWords to drive some traffic to your page and see how many people are willing to pay for this service. In other experiments, you will need to create an MVP, which is a minimal viable product. Basically creating a product that's absolutely bare minimum or just the features that are of utter importance to prove your hypothesis is actually what you're aiming for when you're building your MVP. Actually, a good gauge of an MVP is embarrassment. If you're totally embarrassed to publish, send or push out your MVP, then you're on the right track. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? Number three, choose the MVP for you. Eric Ries says there are three different types of MVPs. The video MVP, the concierge MVP, and the Wizard of Oz MVP. The video MVP is an awesome example of doing the bare minimum, actually not creating anything at all. With the video MVP, you'd film what your product is all about before you've built it, and you'd publish it to the target audience that you're testing with. Dropbox did this brilliantly. The founder created a video showing a video of a new file sharing system and asked people to sign up if they'd like to try it. The subscriber list went from 5,000 signups to 75,000 signups overnight. It was a fake video and this helped Dropbox to create the product as they knew they had an audience that was willing to pay for it. The concierge MVP is about focusing on a single customer or only on a few customers and developing a product for them. It's a slower way for developing an MVP, but it means you're tailor fitting and adapting your product to fit for real people. And it's more likely if one person in your target group loves your product, others will. The Wizard of Oz MVP is all about creating a product that's driven by humans before it's digitalized and automated. I can use my own startup as an example here. In 2012, I started a company with two co-founders. We aimed to build a product that would empower everyone to write a book and publish it online. We built our writing and formatting tool, but the publishing part we did manually before we proved people were willing to pay for this service, as it was a huge investment. We would spend hundreds of hours manually uploading people's books to different ebook stores after they pushed or hit the publish button. We promised our customers that with a single click, you could publish to 16,000 stores worldwide. Well, that's what we did behind the scenes until we partnered with a publishing aggregator. So you can see a little bit of smoke and mirrors did the trick. Number four, growth, growth, growth. According to Eric Ries, there are three types of growth. A company should pick just one type of growth and focus on it in your build, measure, learn loops. They are the sticky engine, the viral engine, and the paid engine of growth. The sticky engine is all about attracting customers for the long term and never letting them go. 
It's used for repeat purchase companies like your shampoo, toothpaste, razor, those types of companies. People normally stick with a product that they love. So this is a repeat purchase company. The two growth metrics for companies that are sticky engine related are the new customer acquisition rate and the churn rate. And this is the rate of customers that fail to stay engaged with your company. Businesses that are viral engine related are companies that are designed to spread like an epidemic. This is a relevant topic right now, isn't it? Social networks or multi-level marketing companies are typical companies for this example. The metric companies need to focus on is called the viral coefficient. The aim of the game here is that every user should share your product with at least one other person. If they don't share it with another person or they don't share it on their social networks, it's not looking good for your product. And the paid engine is all about paying for advertising to reach your customer. The metrics you're looking for here is the CPA, which is the cost per acquisition, how much it costs to gain a customer in your business, and the LTV, which is a lifetime value. And that's how profitable a customer is in the company's lifetime. Most importantly, the three growth categories are about focusing your energy on the most important metrics needed to prove your business or product has legs. So you need to find out which of those three categories you sit in, really hone in on the metric that you're going to test and just focus on that. And number five, pivot or persevere. Will you quit or will you battle on? How do you know when to pivot or change the game plan? Well, as Eric says, you need to one, establish a baseline of your current situation using your MVP. And number two, attempt a tune up. Build, measure, learn with your MVP and see if it's going to fly or not. And then you can decide to pivot or persevere. And your intuition is really needed at this time to make that decision. Base your decisions on the data you collect from your MVP that you've launched, but also trust your intuition. And remember, a pivot is not a failure. Discovering something doesn't work early on is bigger than digging yourself out of the hole months or even years later. Time is precious. So if you can use a methodology like Lean Startup to prove and build out your product, you can save stacks of time, sweat and tears, that's for sure. Okay, so here are four tools that you can use that will be super helpful and super useful on your Lean Startup journey. Number one, the Lean Canvas. It's a simple PDF that you can use to track your hypothesis, customer segments and problems you think your customers have. Number two, the Experiment Board. Built by Javelin is an online tool where you can track your experiments based on the hypotheses you have. It gives you a quick rundown and a structured way to know when you should get out of the building and start testing your hypothesis with your ideal customer. Number three is LaunchRock. It gives you a platform to create coming soon landing pages. This will let you test some variations of landing pages and messaging and pricing, and you can capture the email address of the folks that are interested in your product or service. And I actually think it's free. And lastly, proto.io. And I've used this product personally many times, and I think it's awesome. If you hope your product will be a mobile or tablet app, then proto.io gives you the tools to build a nice looking functional UX UI for your product so you can test your product assumptions and know how much it'll be in development costs if you go down this route. When I was working in software in Australia, we'd mock up app concepts before actually building the product. And this really helped us to price out the development costs and sell it to the customer. So that's all for me today, guys. 
I hope you've got enough info to understand just what the F is Lean Startup and how to get started with this methodology today. The tools I mentioned will hopefully give your work a bit more structure and a kickstart in the experimentation direction. And just to note that we're not affiliated with any of the tools I've recommended today, so we're totes neutral over here. And as always, we'll include a link to our growth hacks in the show notes and provide any detailed models on Instagram and in our monthly Grow Getters Growth Hacks email newsletter too. So sign up at growgetterspodcast.com forward slash newsletter and follow us on the gram at growgetterspodcast. So to finish up this week's episode on Lean Startup, here's a quote from the marketing god himself, Seth Godin. Waiting for perfect is never as smart as making progress. Thank you so, so much, guys, for joining me this week. If you're loving what you're hearing, please subscribe to Grow Getters on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your potties. Please rate and review us on Apple so we can get boosted up the charts and we'll continue to cover the latest business trends, models and hacks every single Wednesday to get you growing. Ciao for now.